Good morning, Nick McNamara here. You're listening to In Focus on News Radio KMAN. I'm in for Brandon Peoples today, who's off in Westmoreland for Pottawatomie County Commission coverage. Speaking of Pottawatomie County, later in the program, as a bit of programming notes, we have Hans Tessman, Pottawatomie County Commissioner candidate for District 1. And we'll also speak with VFW Post 1786 Commander Dan Watkins. Before that, though, for the first half hour of the program, I'm here with Melissa Kirkwood, Marketing and Development Officer for the Sunset Zoo. Melissa, thanks for joining me via Zoom today. Hey, good morning, Nick. How are you? I'm doing all right. It's a, it's a pretty nice morning. We're going to get some rain, quite likely, if we haven't already in some areas of the listening uh, area. Not here in Manhattan, at least not to what, from what I've seen, but it's pretty nice. How about you, Melissa? Oh, well, you know, when we get kind of the weekends like we just had, it's amazing uh, here at the zoo. I mean, um, we all love that summer weather and that nice weather and, and so do our animals. So even with the little rain, you know, people don't seem to mind that here at the zoo, especially even our animals, they'll be out if, if it's not too torrential, you know, but regardless, we, we still need that rain for all of our uh, gardens and things here at the zoo too. So it's good, but we have uh, kicked off officially, you know, school's out. So we've kicked off summer here at the zoo and we're having a great time. And honestly, for, for summers, 60s, 70s, 50 degree temperatures, <laughs> not bad, honestly, not bad at all. Well, I will take it. I will take it. And it's uh, hopefully these can, temperatures will kind of stay in this range, maybe not up into the 90s, but we'll see as we approach Memorial Day weekend, which is, I would imagine, a very big day for the zoo. What, what do you all have going on related to Memorial Day? Are your yeah, hours normal? So, yeah, so uh, we actually are, um, a lot of the city facilities are closed on Memorial Day, but um, the Sunset Zoo runs um, regular operating hours during that during that holiday um, because we know lots of families and things get together and um, we just encourage you to come out to the zoo to enjoy part of that weekend, um, you know, together. So um, we will be open during regular operational hours that day. I believe the Discovery Center will also be open during Memorial Day weekend. A lot of the other city facilities will be closed, um, but you mean just check the the calendars but as for sunset zoo we will be open and then um i'm just gonna throw a little pitch out there for um sunset cemetery which is right next to us here at sunset zoo um traditionally they do a ceremony um during memorial day and if you've not had a chance to ever see that it's quite it, it's very, very beautiful. So um, I don't, you know, the, the zoo does not take part in it officially, but we are right next door. So um, it's just part of that, that community spirit of Manhattan for the weekend. So um, I, we will be open on Memorial Day weekend and our regular operating hours are 9.30 a.m. to 5 p.m. Yeah, and depending on how the weather goes, it could still be a very good day. Things, the way things look, it's looking like it's going to be a nice day out. So it, it, it would not be the, the worst day ever to go out to the zoo, that's <laughs> yeah. for sure. Um, usually I imagine the, a blizzardy day would be the worst day ever. But I figure you might close Probably. on those days. Yeah, on blizzardy days, we do kind of close just for the safety of our guests. And, and the animals are usually up in their, in their homes at that time being warm and cozy. But I'm not going to speak that into existence, though. No more blizzard talk. We're in summer. <laughs> yeah, we're in, yeah, I'd say we're in Kansas. That doesn't happen, but who knows? So, But we are excited to be open on Memorial Day weekend. And then the weekend following Memorial Day weekend, I cannot even believe it, but um, Wine in the Wild is back at Sunset Zoo. And if you're not familiar, so Wine in the Wild is one of our two fundraisers here for Sunset Zoo. Um, it is put on by our Friends of Sunset Zoo um, organization, which is our fundraising arm of the zoo. And um, this is our 15th annual Wine in the Wild. So we've been doing this event for a little bit of time here in this community. And it is a great event to not only see people that you might not have seen for a bit, a lot of them tend to come to Wine in the Wild. And it's a great event to explore and taste different wines from all different regions and then also enjoy some wonderful food. And so there'll be wine stations and food stations throughout all throughout the zoo. And this year is a little bit even more special with the opening of Expedition Asia, which is our um, Asian exhibit that just opened in April. It does give us that whole lower tier of the zoo again, as well as the Overlook Pavilion and Expedition Asia. So 
more room for us means more wine for us too. So there'll be more wine stations. Um, there's also a VIP version um, of the ticket that you can also purchase. And with a VIP ticket, you get exclusive uh, reception before the event begins. You get additional wines and an additional food um, up at our Nature Exploration Center. And then you also get general admission to the event. So tickets are on sale. Um, you can purchase tickets at, at, on our website at sunsetzoo.com. Or you can um, come to the zoo and purchase tickets. They are going fast, I think. For VIP, we only have about 20 tickets left. Um, for general admission, we still have tickets left. But they are going fast. And the event traditionally does sell out. Um, you know, people sometimes wait to see what the weather is going to do but um they are selling out so we only have a limited availability for both general admission and vip so i'd encourage you if you haven't been come explore wine in the wild and as a reminder it's coming up on june 4th so that's only a couple weeks away so as you mentioned 20 tickets left a couple weeks there's probably going to be more than one ticket purchased in a day. You don't have much time left to pick them up. Um, and as, as I hear about this in the community, this is one that comes up a lot as one of those kind of premier events. People seem to be really enthusiastic about attending this, and it seems to be uh, one of those things people really enjoy. They do. And it's not only a community like gathering spot for different people who, you know, just don't, like I said, you you get to see the people you haven't seen for a while and you get to see some amazing animals. Uh, our zoo will be completely open. Um, Expedition Asia will be open. And then um, we couldn't do this event without lots and lots of sponsorships. And I won't go through the entire list of all of our amazing sponsors, but um, there are some that I will just quickly mention. So um, Community First National Bank is a presenting sponsor as well as Cox Communications. They really help underwrite the event. And then we would not be able to do the event without the help of our some of our local um wineries and and wine and spirit um, locations. So Nespers has been involved with us from the beginning. So um, we can't thank Chad at Nespers and his whole team enough. They really go and pick out the best wines for this event. And then we partner with local wineries as well. So Liquid Art Winery will be here. They'll be here with wine and cider. Um, we will also have Oz Winery here. And then we're also working with a few other local developed uh, newer wineries in town um, in the area as well. So we're trying to highlight that that Kansas element to wineries, but also um, Chad at Nespers helps pick out some really fine selections for us as well. As a reminder, that's June 4th. It's coming up, Wine in the Wild, if you want to check it out. And uh, as you mentioned, the entire zoo is going to be open for that event, including Expedition Asia, the newest exhibit at Sunset Zoo. And I wanted to check in very briefly just to see how things have been going, what the attendance has been like. And I also want to hear about the mural and hear if that's done as well. Yeah, yeah. So it is truly Expedition Asia. If you haven't had a chance to see it yet, or even if you have, I just encourage you to come out and see Expedition Asia. So this was a project that the zoo has worked on for many, many years. And if you're not familiar, so Expedition Asia is a new exhibit for Malayan tigers, uh, sloth bears, and Amir leopards. So the leopards, the tigers, and the bears are all from the Asia area. And um, the exhibits are very immersive for not only the animals, but also for the visitors. So you get really up close views of all of those animals. You get to see them interacting in their exhibits. And what's really one of the coolest things that I had a chance to see last week, and, and lots of visitors did too, I'm sure. But so in each one of those exhibits, there are uh, wading pools that are built in to each exhibit. Um, they're out in the yards and I got to see the tiger. I got to see uh, the ti Hakeem, the tiger in his wading pool. And it's just kind of cool to see that kind of interaction happen. So Expedition Asia is just really a great exhibit for families and anyone to come see. We have an overlooked pavilion that has a view of all of the exhibits up high. So you get a chance to kind of see the animals um, up close and personal, but also from a distance. And then um, the mural that you're talking about, Nick. So down in our leopard viewing 
viewing area, which is an octagon view of the leopard yard. There is a mural being painted by a local artist, Phyllis Peace, um, and that mural will be highlighting the history and the making of the zoo through the WPA project. So if you're not familiar, so a large portion, especially of the lower tier of our zoo, was built through the WPA project which is the Work Progress Administration Project. And um, we were able to save a lot of the pillars that you see in the leopard viewing area. Those are all WPA pillars that were part of an older exhibit. And so we wanted to highlight that historical story of not only that WPA project, but how it really incorporated into what the zoo became. Um, back, you know, back in the early 40s. The zoo's been here since 1933, and next year we amazingly will celebrate 90 years in this community. And um, so we're just super thankful that um, Phyllis is painting that mural, and it is really something to see. We're getting super close to it being done. We will be having a ceremony sometime in June. Um, we want to anticipate with this rain this week, you know, we've had rain and wind and, you know, all of the Kansas elements, uh, but she's made incredible progress. Uh, she is painting four panels, so they're very large, and it'll be one of those murals in town that you will definitely want to come see. Yeah, I can imagine we've, you know, at the beginning of the year, it was very dry. And then the last month or two, it's been quite uh, rainy on and off. So that's not very conducive for painting. So I can imagine there's been some delays in, in maybe where Phyllis intended to go. Yeah, just a few, but she's she's a trooper and, you know, she is part of our zoo staff almost anymore. You know, like she is very, uh, she has access to come paint as much as she can while we're while we're operating and so if you are here and it is a nice day you might see phyllis painting and um she's like i said getting very close to being complete and we just want to give it her the time and the elements the time that they need to have that completion but we do intend to have a ceremony once that is done to invite the community to come see the finished product and it will be here forever after that um but it's really something that we as a team, as the zoo, um, from a private donor and um, the community, we wanted to be able to tell that story in a mural. And as you know, murals are becoming very popular around town. We just wanted to tell that local story here in the zoo and also incorporate more art into the zoo. Well, I'm looking forward to seeing it, and uh, I'll be out there whenever Phyllis gets a chance to uh, complete and put the finishing touches on it. So looking forward to that. You know, let's take our first break. We'll be back, and we'll talk more with Melissa about an assortment of things going on at Sunset Zoo on In Focus News Radio KMAN. And we're back here on In Focus News Radio KMAN. Nick McNamara in studio, speaking via Zoom with Melissa Kirkwood, Marketing and Development Officer for the Sunset Zoo. And we're talking about an, a host of things going on at the zoo. We were just talking about um, Wine in the Wild as well as uh, the Expedition Asia exhibit that just opened up. But there's an also coming up in June is Father's Day, which we, you know, as we're talking about events and things to be aware of that's a big day to go out and get a chance to check out what's going on at the zoo yeah so uh during um special days like that here at sunset zoo we like it to be um very focused on the family here at sunset zoo and one of the special things we're able to do is um free admission for fathers or grandfathers or you know if you're um, a dad um, of any sort um, you're admitted free with another uh, paid admission so um, we encourage you to come on out on Father's Day and then we'll be doing a couple of extra special little things too um, on Mother's Day we did uh, gift certificates from Bellis that we gave away uh, for the first 200 moms and I am in discussion with Bellis because dad's Dads like to be pampered, too. So we'll probably do that again for dads. And then um, we will register all the dads that want to register that day. We'll be registered for a gift basket that will include some tickets to brew at the zoo, which is our um, beer fundraiser. And then um, we'll work with a couple of other little goodies in that bag as well. So um, it's just a fun way to come out and enjoy the day. And lots of people I know get together and grill or do whatever on uh, Father's Day. And it's a great opportunity to come explore the zoo. 
Yeah, I know you mentioned dads liking a, to be pampered as well, and I can tell you, my dad he likes his his pair of socks and his ties very well. But a trip to the zoo, I think, would be something a little more appreciated by him. Yeah, it's just it's a good way to enjoy time together. But you're outside, and hopefully, the weather will be nice that day. And um, it's a nice way to also see, you know, we have some dads here at Sunset Zoo, too. So we have like a Gibbon family that you'll have a chance to see and some different elements that everybody gets a chance to enjoy. And sometimes it's interesting to learn what people's like favorite animal or exhibit is here at the zoo. And and that's something I'd encourage you to ask your dad when he came out to the zoo. So um, come on out and join us on Father's Day because all fathers will get in free that day with another paid admission. And it's just a fun way to spend the afternoon or the day here. And hey, as we enter into summer, we talk about events like Father's Day, we talk about holidays, and uh, something also very popular at, uh, sun- at Sunset Zoo are birthday parties. And I'm curious, if you want to celebrate your birthday with the Sunset Zoo, what's kind of the process you have to go through, and how can you accommodate people? Yeah, so um, that has become full force. Um, birthday time here at the zoo is um, back, and we are doing birthday parties again. Um, you have a chance, if you'd like to do a birthday party through our programming here at Sunset Zoo, you can book a birthday party by just calling Sunset Zoo at 785-587-2737. And you can um, talk with our um, front desk and they can look at the calendar with you. Or you can go online and book your birthday party at sunsetzoo.com. With a birthday party, um, you get a lot of accommodations as to what happens during the birthday party. We provide the cupcakes and the punch and a program with an animal, one of our education animals. And um, that education animal can can do a um, educational painting for your group as well. So the birthday person can have that painting. So, and then of course, all of your uh, participants get admission to the zoo. So we have uh, separate classrooms that will hold those birthday parties in. And so that's in inside. And um, it's usually about an hour in length, but can go up to 90 minutes. And so it's a great opportunity for you to have kids, you know, kids together or doesn't have to always be kids. I've seen adult birthday parties happen here too. Um, But it's a great way to have a venue, have some programming, enjoy the zoo. And um, you can uh, just call our office to schedule that. And then uh, if you're a member, you get a little bit of a discount for that for that birthday party. And then we also have just if you would like to do your own birthday party, you would you are not interested in doing programming with us, um, but you would like to have the space to have a birthday party. You can um, call our office as well or look online. And um, but you do need to call our office to book that space for your own birthday party. So you can just reserve a classroom or outdoor pavilion or another area of the zoo and come and host your own birthday party here at the zoo as well. You still will get discounted admission um, with just booking that space. So we have just seen a very huge uptick in the birthday parties here at the zoo. But there's a special, special birthday party coming up that we host here at the zoo um, in June. So um, Yeah, and we couldn't pass this up. Yeah, when you brought this up, I just had to ask you about it. It just seemed like the neatest thing possible. Um, and specifically, just to give it away, we're talking about uh, Susie, the chimpanzee's birthday coming up. Yes. So in June, Susie will turn 68 years old. And Susie is the oldest living chimpanzee in human care, which means she is the oldest chimp in any zoo anywhere. And um, that's pretty dynamic for us here at Sunset Zoo. And um, she loves her home here at Sunset Zoo. She loves her troop, her troop mates, and she pretty much rules the roost. You know, she is she is the queen here at Sunset Zoo, and we couldn't be happier to be celebrating a birthday with her in June, and you'll be seeing that here after um, the first weekend in June. You'll see that we are going to organize a birthday party for her, and most likely we try to do her birthdays 
on a Saturday so as many people can come see her celebration as possible. And if you haven't been here for a celebration here at Sunset Zoo for an animal's birthday, we decorate up the the habitat enclosure. They get special treats. The whole group gets special treats. So it's quite something to see. So mark your calendars for June to come see Susie. We'll, we will put it out there so everyone will know uh, when we're going to throw an amazing birthday party for her. Yeah, more details to come on that. But w- what a phenomenal birthday, 68. I, You know, f- as a lay person hearing that in regards to a chimp, y- you know, it's it's surprising. You just never know that they're able to, to make it to that age, to be honest. Um, so that's really honestly spectacular to hear. And I'm just curious, has she been with the Sunset Zoo her whole life? Or is she maybe more of a later comer in maybe <laughs> middle age to coming out to the Sunset Zoo? <laughs> She came to us young, so okay. her entire life has not been here. She is actually one of the chimps that actually was in the wild, hmm. but was not um, thriving in the wild. And so um, when she came to us, she was, a, I believe she was about nine when she came to us. Okay. And then she's been here ever since. And, um, of course, she's she's seen chimps come and go through time, but she has been here and had some successful births through her life. You know, she's given birth several times, and um, she's just an amazing chimp, and she's still very active. Um, If if she has a relationship with you, she'll come up and she'll blow you kisses, you know, things like that. So it's just great that she's in good health, and we want to celebrate that. All right, and stay tuned on the details for that. You'll be out here again before we get the opportunity to to push that as well. I'm, I hope, at least I hope you will. Yeah. And if not, we'll, if not, we'll I'll have to schedule a, a new thing. If otherwise. Yep, I'll make it a point. So, well, thank you, Nick, for everything that you do for Sunset Zoo, and we appreciate Keyman very much. Oh well, we appreciate it as well. We'll have to have we're going to have you back to talk about Pollinator Week, Brew at the Zoo, and of course Susie's birthday. So, Melissa, always appreciate the time. Always appreciate the morning. Thank you. All right. Take care. Take care as well. All right. We're going to be back with Dan Watkins from Post 1786 of the VFW. And uh, we'll also close out the show with an interview with a Pottawatomie County Commission candidate on In Focus, News Radio KMAN. All right. And we're back here on In Focus, News Radio KMAN. Let's move my mic so I can look at you, Dan. Uh, thanks again to Melissa Kirkwood. And we're going to be talking in this segment with VFW Post 1786 Commander Dan Watkins. Dan, it's been a while since I've had a chance to sit down in the studio with you. I know you, you. You've been in the other one, and I've been looking at you, wondering what's going on, Nick. It's 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 yeah, good cha- to be here. Yeah, we've changed things up a little bit uh, with Dave Lewis being gone. I'm often on the other side of the glass when it's not Stephen. It's uh, it's me generally, and this room gets a little bit more. There's a little more hair in the room now when we're yes, in here. Yes, great beard. Oh, I appreciate that. You too, man. I yeah, like. Yeah, I'm getting used to it. It used to be the di- opposite, where you'd be a little more clean cut, and I'd have a, a, a just raging beard over here. And now it's a little different. Mine's not quite as big, and yours is quite hefty. I, I've grown used to it. <laughs> it becomes very. It becomes easy to get used to that's for sure anyway we have some important things to talk about as well and i just wanted before we get into it how are you how are you doing fantastic absolutely fantastic well it's good to hear good and we're doing really good this year so far so all right hopefully it keeps going that way then we've got a really good momentum going this year okay so I wanted to talk to you about um, both Memorial Day. You have a, a rally coming up later in the year as well, in March. And uh, before we get into that, though, you just were involved with something mm, just before last weekend, the Veterans Connection Conference. Yes. So uh, retired General Bill Turner is now our Veterans Services Committee Chair for the state. And he got a plan to do this. And what the Veterans Connection is, is it's all the veteran services combined, including the VA folks that can actually file claims. This was the first one that was completely organized. He did mention there was something like it last year, but we organized this one in Manhattan, of course, always first, because we have the greatest post in the state, just my opinion. (laughs) (laughs) But, um, and there were a lot. I, I, there was a lot of veterans that came, and I'm talking from Korea to present day, to get information, to file claims. Um, it was a really, really good turnout and helped a lot of veterans. And moving forward, 
there's no specific plans yet, but they're looking at probably going out Dodge City, Hayes. They're going to kind of do some research on the western part of the state because there's not a lot of veteran services out on the western side of the state, which a lot of people don't realize. Some great things happen out there, but coming off district commander two years ago and being on that side of the state, there's not a lot of resources out there. So that's where they're looking at going, and he invited me to go out there because, I don't know, it's just what I do, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> you, just, you just have an interest in duty, an interest oh, in service. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah. interest in service. I mean, it, I'm, it's my next mission, so. And as you mentioned, this, this uh, conference brings out service providers from a, a host of different organizations, the VFW included. D v VFW, uh, Disabled Veterans, um, Flint Hills Veterans Coalition was there. Uh, the Veterans Service here in Manhattan that actually does the counseling, I do want to give a shout out to them. Uh, they're over in the Med Center. And the thing about it, if you're active duty or a veteran and you need mental health counseling, all you have to do is give them a call and it's free. They'll, they'll get you in and, and do, get you to where you need and what kind of help that you need. So. And the veteransconnection.org is a good place to check out for more information on that. If yes. you're looking to find out where these events are going to be, yes. you know, we mentioned Dodge City, but it, as they continue to go out there, that's a good place to find more uh, on yes. the schedules and locations. Absolutely. Absolutely. Moving forward. Definitely. And um, we're looking ahead a little bit now, too. As we're looking back, let's look ahead a little bit to next Monday. We have Memorial Day coming up, and you have a flag, uh, a flag posting ceremony as well coming up for that. Right. When... Go back, going back to 2018, when I was fallen told to be the commander. <laughs> uh, well, up, anyway, any, the brought yeah, on board. Yeah, but so we kind of started this. Um, I know, and yeah, I know the American Legion. They do Sunset Cemetery. Mm -hmm. That's that's theirs. They start that at 10, and they do the wreath placements from all the veterans organizations which is phenomenal and then they have their and then they have their um ceremony at the legion well we have ours at valley view memorial park and on saturday at one o'clock we're going to do the flag placement this is a great time to be humbled by recognizing all the veterans out there and i know last year there was 180 i think Something like that. I'm probably close to over 200 now. But it's a good family thing. Um, we have all the flags. Uh, we're also going to be joined by DAV, Disabled American Veterans, this year. They're going to help us out there. They're going to bring some people. Great to bring the kids to. If you have Boy Scouts, great to bring – wait, Scouts now. Anyway, if you have Scouts, it's a great thing to bring Scouts to because they can get – you know, credit for that on, on with, with their uh, achievements. Great time. One o'clock takes about an hour, hour and a half. And we have all the flags you need. Don't need to bring anything. So that's Saturday. And it's a good ceremony. It really is, you know, just to see the people there and the devotion they have. It's, it's, it's really meaningful and it's really moving. And it's, and it's truly humbling. It, it really, really is. So... And reminder, this is at Valley View. Uh, this is the that memorial center off of uh, Highway 24, right out of town. Right, uh, 9050 East Highway 24. Okay. And I just before we before we talk about anything further, I just I wanted to give you an opportunity to talk just very briefly, or as long as you want, really, uh, about what Memorial Day means to you. Like what when you think about what it means and what it what it what type of impact it has on your life. I want to give you. A chance to kind of reflect a little bit as we, you know, we talk about the event, but I also want to. Go ahead. Yeah. Go ahead. Yeah, no, I, you're looking something up. So I'm going to try to fill time here as you're doing something. But I did, I wanted to hear kind of where, where you're at, where this, where this, you know, just for people listening, kind of a little bit about how this resonates deeply with you. So when I was in the military, I was, I was a medic, I was a combat medic and I made it 12 years. Why I, I got medically discharged. But there's one thing here that they don't have here, and that's this plate mm -hmm. with that insignia. That's combat, combat medic. And to kind of sum it up with the repost that I did on social media, 
this weekend and next Monday is to remember those who gave their lives for all of us to have freedom. It is bittersweet for me as I will remember the fallen. That's what Memorial Day is about. It's not, and I kind of go on a tangent on this because don't tell a veteran Happy Memorial Day. Don't tell anybody Happy Memorial Day because that's an insult. Just my opinion. You know, you know. thank you, your, your comrades are dead. I mean, that's kind of where that goes. And this is what Memorial Day is for. This is, this is to remember those that were fallen. Um, and with our Memorial Day ceremony with Riley County in Manhattan being the only nationally recognized POW MIA places in the state, we also include the missing in action and the POWs with that. We, and we'll get into that with the ceremony. Um, it's a good day. It, 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 it's a good day to remember. And we'll just move forward with what's going to happen yeah. Memorial Day. Yeah. Again, sa Saturday, Saturday, really, that's important too because I think when people, when people come out there, the, the one thing we like to tell them when we start is when you find that grave, just tell them thank you. I mean, that's – sorry. <laughs> no, and, and I brought I, – I was, I, yeah. was a little, I was a little stepping back about yeah. how I approached this because I didn't want to put you in a rough position. Oh, but you're not. You're it's not. also important to hear this. It's it, important it to hear this it because is. a lot of people, as you think about Memorial Day – it can just be a holiday. It can just right. be one of the one of the lists on the calendar. But it means a lot to people, and I wanted to give you the chance to express. Oh yeah, that. absolutely. And and one and one, and another way to look at it is any active duty soldier, any veteran that's ever served. I'm glad you're still here. But those that died, they cashed in their check. They cashed in. They paid the ultimate price for what they did. And you have an opportunity to remember them, to remember them, recognize absolutely. them mm -hmm. coming up this upcoming Monday. Oh, yeah. And it's going to rain, but that's okay. It rains every year. It does. <laughs> yes, it does. <laughs> okay. So remember, that's at Valley View Memorial Val Cemetery, uh, yes. Highway 24. Yes. So moving along, moving along to the. Nope, he's not doing the time thing yet. <laughs> <We're> <laughs> so, we got a little bit of time left. Okay. Don't worry about that. So moving along to the Memorial Day ceremony. Um, one of the things that we discussed as a post with, so this year's Flint Hills Veterans Coalition theme is for Vietnam veterans. So we discussed it as a post this year, it's going to be Vietnam veterans is kind of what our home thing's going to be. Um, with that being said, I, I just want to uh, mention who our guest speaker is going to mm -hmm. be. He is... Uh, Captain, the United States Marine Corps retired and Vietnam veteran, uh, Mr. Mike Riley, who is one of our post members. He is also number three, which is the junior vice commander. And we're, I'm looking forward to hearing what he has to say. He, wonderful man. We're, we're truly blessed to have him. Um, and how long has he uh, been in involved with the post? Uh, two years. Okay, of so course, fairly new join. Yeah, and he moved out here. From, and here, here's the really cool thing: he moved out here from California, mm. and not in so many words, he said, "I don't believe what Kansas does for veterans." He said, "California is nothing like it, not even close." So, but he's glad to be here. We're glad to have him as a member of the post, and he's he's really bringing some new ideas, and he's helping us out a lot. So thanks, Mike, if you're listening. If not, I'm sure somebody will tell you. And we're looking forward to hearing those remarks coming up as well. So that'll be very nice to hear too. Oh, yeah. Um, we also have uh, the 450 Movement Battalion. We have, which is the reserve unit here in town. They will be members of our color guard this year. Um, really looking forward to that. Some active duty soldiers, and they're all fairly new soldiers that have never had experience with that so that's going to be good and okay let's go over the agenda <laughs> so one o'clock saturday may 28th for the flag placement 
Monday, which is the 30th and Memorial Day, at 10 a.m., we're going to do a flag retirement ceremony. We're going to have uh, volunteers from the K-State Air Force ROTC that are going to be assisting with that color guard and are also going to be assisting with the honor guard for the salute. That's going to be at 10. And about 11.30, we're going to start the ceremony because uh, Jen Woodyard, our auxiliary president, is going to be attending the one at sunset. So we're going to kind of adjust time for that, for the ceremony. And that's going to take about an hour, hopefully, maybe longer. Of course, Mike can talk as long as he wants. <laughs> um, and then we'll have our memorial. We'll have a POW MIA ceremony after the Memorial Day ceremony, and then we'll have our memorial meal. And again, this is all free. This is free to anybody that that wants to come. Be outside, brave the rain. It's kind of a given thing. Given the rain, I imagine there might not be any riders associated this year. Probably not. Okay, fair <laughs> enough. Probably oh, fair enough. It, lo it looks. It looks. Last I looked, it looks like it's going to be a typical. But we always get that window. Mm -hmm. We get done with the ceremony. We get that little window. Go out and do the. Go out and do the salute with the land cannons, and then go back in and, and finish up. And one other thing, uh, especially after Thursday and Friday, that I, I just kind of want to put this mm -hmm. out there. Female veterans, you are not forgotten. If you're qualified to join the Veterans of Foreign Wars, that means that you were first um, in Korea. Anybody from Korea to today that has been there, done a tour in Korea, is eligible to join VFW. That's the easy one. The, the other one is if, if you are a female veteran and you're curious about our post, I encourage you to join because there are a lot of resources for the female veterans that they don't know about. And that's one of the things that the VA is focusing on this year. And we're also focusing on, on getting those female veterans involved because they're veterans too. And once they join, they're not female veterans anymore. They're comrades. So we're all, we're all equal. And that's kind of my promo for recruiting because there's a lot going on. And that's that. And the last thing that I want to mention is to everybody to keep an eye on the PACT Act, which is for the uh, toxic exposures. Okay. If it comes up, if it if, message your congressman, do, look it up online, message your congressman and tell them that they need, they need to get this passed. It's, Almost there, but I think, you know, kind of helping out and pushing it on. And this goes Iraq and Afghanistan, um, some Gulf War soldiers also. So that's kind of where that one's at. And it, it, it's, it's, really big, it's a really big thing to get those veterans the help that they need for these uncurable chronic illnesses. And this is the fun treatment and support for people yeah, exposed yeah, to toxic, uh, yeah, toxic yeah. waste or toxic burns mm. and, and things like that. Yeah. And that's, and that's from and the, you know, burn pits. Mm -hmm. It's from the burn pits. Yeah. It's from burning all of the, the, whatever it was they burned in them. So, and it, it's a really big act that the VA's hopefully gets passed okay. soon. Well, Dan, we're, we're out of time here, so I, I'm going to have to cut us off here and, and move us on to our next portion of the show. But as a reminder, the flag placement's coming up on the 28th, the ceremony on the 30th, and then continuing on, recruitment, if you want to get in touch with Dan, where can they, uh, where can they reach out? You know what? I'm just going to put it out there. 308-760-2198. That is my phone number. If you don't want to talk to me or text me, stalk us on our Facebook page. VFW post seventeen eighty six and auxiliary. Message the page and somebody will get back to you. Eh, usually about the same day. It's usually within a few hours. So again, thanks for having me. Always appreciate it, Dan. And last but not least, September eleventh, we're going to have our third annual Patriots March. More to come on that one. All right, definitely. We'll have you out again before then, sir. Thanks so much. We'll be back on In Focus News Radio KMAN. Speaking here with Hans Tessman, who is a candidate here for the Pottawatomie County Commission. He joins us in studio. First of all, welcome. Thank you so much. Glad to talk to you here today. Uh, before we 
get into some of the questions I've got. Uh, tell us a little bit about yourself. How long have you lived in the area? Okay, without getting into the long version, we moved here in 04 uh, from San Diego, uh, my wife and I and our kids, and uh, we just happened to buy a house out in St. George, and uh, I had been there years before uh, for other reasons, but um, so 04, and then, uh, I mean, I was born in Manhattan, Kansas, but I wasn't raised here for very long when I was young, and uh, the rest of the family is born in Abilene, and so it, it was time to get out of California. I'm a carpenter. I've been working for various people um, for the whole time I've been here, and uh, and I have a great, uh, a great company I'm working for now, which is Halsing Hotels Enterprises. And they have allowed me to be able to uh, do this venture, uh, you know, so I can work my 40 and still be able to run and serve the community. I served as mayor, 7 to 11, city of St. George. And then up until eight, nine months ago, you'd have to check me on that. I was uh, appointed as planning and zoning chair for five years. How do you feel those experiences are going to help you uh, as you seek this office? Well, certainly the experience is uh, you find out bonding capacities, you find out needs, obviously. I'm a carpenter by trade, so I think infrastructure is huge, and usually you want to do that before you do anything else. How to talk to people, I think, is probably the biggest thing, because once you're in a position, especially the executive one, uh, people need your help, and uh, whether they voted for you or not, you serve them. And so uh, it's just a good experience all the way around, and I, and I I hope to serve again. Have you been to the the Pottawatomie County Commission meetings? Have you attended them? Uh, yes, uh, a, a couple, uh, mainly, uh, and this will sound a little somber, but uh, our son, uh, Tyler Rourke, passed away at Flesh and 24 in 11, and I was mayor at the time, and after that period of time, I, I was not reelected. But I have advocated for, for fixing things at that corner, also for the, the safety of the children at schools and things like that ever since. So... TV, a little bit of radio. I think I remember a lot of newspaper. That's kind of my connection uh, along with St. George and that sort of thing. But uh, I'm driven to, to do right for everybody. And certainly safety on that corridor is, is paramount. Well, we just saw the, something recently there, yes, unfortunately. Sir. Awful. Yeah, just terrible. Well, I'm sorry for that. As far as infrastructure in Pottawatomie County, especially in the first district, what are your thoughts about it right now? Only by what we've experienced, I think that, first of all, in my view, it would have been beneficial, I believe, if uh, Blue Township would have become some sort of a city. That's, that's just my opinion. Even though St. George is a small city, we do have, I believe, a lot of things going for us because of that. I believe, and I could be wrong, I think that things were built before there was infrastructure. Whether that's a Pottawatomie County thing or a uh, Manhattan uh, island annexation thing or all that stuff, I'm not quite certain. Uh, but retro, uh, hindsight, 2020 the whole bit, I would think that it's better to uh, build the infrastructure first um, and then go ahead and go with the housing. I guess there's this uh, scorpion um, complex that's going to be out there, which is exciting. And I know it seems like a lot of work is going towards keeping that area safe for traffic and things like that. So um, does that answer that? Yeah. A lot of growth. This is one of the fastest growing parts of the entire state. Uh, according to the census, I think it was uh, that and Johnson County right about neck and neck. Uh, there's been talks about controlling, keeping that growth kind of c under control. Uh, what, do you have any... Uh, Solutions to that, I guess? Well, okay. So when I was mayor uh, around 09, uh, they did the 24 corridor study, mm -hmm. and that included uh, Manhattan, St. George, and Wamigo, cities thereof, and they did the whole calcs on traffic and all that stuff. I was part of that um, study, uh, obviously, when I was mayor. And at that time, a lot of things were brought up that just didn't come to fruition. Um, and I'm certain it had to do with funds. I'm certain it had to do a lot of things. But even back then, they uh, said that, that Pot County, especially, and certainly on this corridor, was a growth spurt anyway. And um, I guess my only, the only concern is even then, they, they, we allocated a certain, certain building here, that type of uh, things that would be acceptable or not acceptable. I think we've kind of surpassed that steady uh, because that study, I want to say, was uh, maybe 20, 25 years out, approximate, maybe, I, 
again, you can check me on that, but I think we surpassed that. Even St. George, when I was mayor, I believe we had 600, and now we're pushing over 1,000. Uh, we always felt like we were a uh, bedroom community anyway to obviously Manhattan and uh, Wamigo, and, and it's a good place to be. Um, First District, uh, there's a lot going on. Um, obviously, uh, people are happy about the right turn lanes and left turn <laughs> lanes for Green Valley. Uh, I have a lot of uh, friends and family and church members actually live in that area. So uh, I will be walking that area to just get to know um, their perspective of what they uh, feel is necessary. I think, I think that we just need to do a controlled growth um, and, and obviously, I, I know very little about the Scorpion. I hope to learn more about it, obviously. But it, it, it's exciting and also just a little scary at the same time. But that's, that's, that's good. Better to grow than to uh, not, I guess. Absolutely. Okay. Um, as far as uh, other things here in the county that maybe are of concern to you or that you'd like to see done differently... Well, let me give you my bucket list. Okay. Okay. It's a better way to say that. Not that I want to kick any buckets or anything like that. And this is a, I need a big bucket. But when we moved to St. George and walked down to the river the first time, uh, I looked down to the east and there are the caissons that were left over from uh, the bridge when the 51 flood, I believe it was, took that bridge out between Zendale and St. George. And I've said if I was either very rich or knew a very rich person, I'd like to put that back um, in a larger fashion, uh, something so that uh, you don't have to travel what, 20 miles or whatever, just to be able to go back over to Wabansi or, or that sort of thing. Uh, having said that, I, I think that that, that uh, is just kind of a wish list thing. But if I was to do it, uh, you'd, you'd basically give uh, a toll to the businesses, uh, free for the farmers, and um, make it a little extra wide so you can cast off of it and maybe have a little snack shack or a little kitty ride. You know, it, it, I, I, being from raised on the west coast and also i lived in the east coast for 12 years myself uh coney island concept and all those piers with a little bit of a uh fun stuff on them would just kind of be a neat additive uh that sounds kind of non sequitur but you know just just things like that i think are exciting we're trying uh, actually with the restaurant in st george and things like that people are really coming back into that community and it's exciting so my focus is not st george is certainly Pot County as a whole, but is the district one I believe it is. Um, just keeping the growth right and uh, and being excited about it, help people understand about change. That's probably the biggest issue um, for a lot of people is to see something change. Uh, that's a fair point. Uh, we're seeing that right now with uh, these conditional use permits that are going on, um, the solar farm regulations. I know that's been a discussion point. Uh, do you have a stance on, on the solar rigs, uh, or, or do you favor having solar farms out here? I think that the diversity in the, in the energy is very important. I think swinging hard one direction uh, without maybe statistics or even the concept of what is truly renewable, um, if something, if you can't uh, dispose of a product after its usage safely, then that is a problem. Um, I know that that's uh, an issue with wind turbines and I think also with solar panels. Now, technology may get us over that hump. Um, I think probably uh, what I was hopeful for is, is to allow certain uh, people, if they want on a private property, to try it. I think that that, that is important because being out from under a conglomerate, I think everybody kind of feels the same way about that. Um, however, at the same time, I, I, just because it comes from the sun or whatever, it seems like between batteries and panels and, uh, again, the wind turbines, I just, it's amazing that, that these things that seem so clean are, are kind of hard to dispose of, from my knowledge. Again, mm -hmm. tell me if, if I'm reaching out too far, but that's, yes, yes and no. So, it, so it's, it, if it's right in a situation, absolutely. If it's just there to have somebody dump a bunch of money in at one point and then leave it as some sort of a graveyard um, in 10 years, I, no, I'm not for that. Uh, there is a petition circulating um, 
in in the county if it's deemed valid they would go on the ballot here to expand the commission from three seats to five seats um i i know some counties have done that in kansas one of the reasons i think the petition is circulating is two two commissioners can't communicate at the same time uh because it would be a quorum so oh yeah coma the coma at yeah sure um and yet at the same time they're not supposed to. Now that's kind of gone back and forth. I know that in, in this, when I was mayor, uh, it was uh, what was it the uh, two of three or or it was some sort of plurality that you couldn't do. But then they realized, well, then you can't even you can't even sit down at, at the park and and talk about the road getting uh, lipsticked or whatever. And so I I think that what you should do is 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 uh, is not necessarily expand. Maybe maybe looking at the coma is more important. Um, I know that in small communities, people don't want any sort of, and I'm going to use this term, a good old boy network to to take over. The, the, they don't want anything to happen behind closed doors, and, and that's correct. It should not. Um, but to I mean, what would that be then? So three could get together, only two could, but not three if it was five. Yeah, is that the gig? Yeah. Okay. Well, again, it it sounds good, but um, you're not supposed to be talking about a lot of stuff, uh, even in closed uh, when certain sessions, closed session things. Like a lot of people take, I think, advantage of that um, when they should be. Even if it's a difficult subject, you should not be talking about it outside of the coma, which is with people present. You're there for the people. So if you, even if it sounds hard, you need to be talking in front of people. And I can say that from experience. So yeah. I would say no unless they can figure out how it is that they can have conversations without breaking the Comb Act. I think that's – I've gone through my questions here. Is there anything I haven't asked or maybe – Favorite you... color, band. Yeah. <laughs> um, I don't know. Uh, I was thinking of something uh, quip to say. Um, today and I told my son he was able to work with us as well at the company. I was a poor politician in a sense that I wasn't a politician. So it's probably one reason why I didn't get reelected because I want I wasn't going to play a game. So today I was thinking of something to say and I think that that would be um, it's better to be a good man than a good politician. And so if you take care of, of, of your home, your house, your community, then that's when everybody benefits. I have a lot of experience in other things. Service, uh, restaurants, bars uh, in New York City from 87 to 99. I was in the entertainment business. I've, again, been carpenter since 87 in three states so far, maybe four if if you count Canada for seven weeks. But uh, I like to serve. And even when it's tough, and my and my wife and I really spoke about this along with our kids who are now 19 and 21, and, and of course our, our daughter-in-law, is it okay if I try this one more time? And, and uh, she said yes. I mean, I have ran for council and failed. Um, ran again uh, for mayor this last time and failed. Um, but it's not that I want to be out there so much, but I do want to serve the community while I'm still, let's say, middle-aged enough uh, to do it, I guess. That's the way to say it. Okay. Well, it was nice to meet you, Hans. Thank you. Thanks for being here, and good luck to you. All right. Thank you so much.